Welcome to Underground Magnolia Podcast, Elevated Entertainment, with me, the one and only Desiree Avalto, and the whole wide world. If you're still looking for the perfect holiday gift or something special to ring in the new year, then you need music by Hey Rim John. The jazz pianist, band leader, and educator at her prestigious alma mater, Berkeley College of Music in Boston, brings us Groovitude. Released in October, the album with Grammy-winning drummer, composer, and producer Terry Lynn Carrington features jazz standards with Hayram's special touch, original music, and Korean songs. And in case you're wondering, yes, Groovitude is packing a huge punch on the jazz charts. So, on this episode of Underground Magnolia Podcast, sit back, relax, and chill with great music and my interview with Hayrim. Born and raised in Seoul, Korea, she started playing the piano at the age of three at the urging of her mother. This trained classical pianist won many awards in her youth, but at the age of 17, she had heard the famed Oscar Peterson trio, and everything changed. She was mesmerized by Peterson's improvisational piano playing, and from there, she knew that that's what she wanted to do. At 18, Hayrim enrolled at Berkeley, which set the stage for her accomplished music career. Now, Groovitude marks her fifth album, and we discuss how it's dedicated to her father, who lost his battle with cancer. Additionally, We'll unpack more about her transition to jazz, the impact of women in jazz beyond singing, and more. Your album, Groovitude, your fifth album, it's moving up the jazz charts. How are you feeling about Groovitude? I'm grooving. (laughs) (laughs) Into swinging things. Actually, I just got the new chart and it's a number 30 today, the top 30. So I am pretty much be happy <laughs> it's coming keep coming up to the chart because i mean especially like holiday seasons a lot of people having play their you know, special music just for this time so i was like maybe it wouldn't be not many people listening to my album but i'm happy and grateful that i have opportunity to release before this year ends and having more people to listen to my music so i'm very thankful grooveitude what is it groove Plus, like, attitude, kind of interesting name, like, groovy-tude. So all the tunes that in this album is very groovy. So whatever that I do with the Latin flavor, uh, swing flavor, or ballad flavor, I want to make sure that people feel the groove in each tune and move their body and just enjoy it, simply enjoying it. And particularly this album, I was tribute to my dad, who passed away a couple of years ago and I wanted to release I wanted to have my own uh, album to attribute uh, to him who taught me the music is not for just musicians but music is gift for everybody and someone who listens to my music doesn't necessarily have to think about all the things uh, what music have to offer but just simply enjoy the beauty of the music so I wanted to release something that uh, more general public uh, more approachable, so I chose all these tunes are very familiar, like What a Wonderful World, Nature Boy, Summertime, Michelle, <laughs> all these uh, very well-known pieces. 
and I wanted to make it very fresh in my own arrangement. And I'm having the kind of reviews from newspapers and, and I'm very glad that my accomplishment with the, this well-known tunes and making my own and making more groovy. So how did you set out choosing the tunes? What is your process? The choosing tunes, first tune, like Nature Boy, which I think the most radio station loves and they play over and over. I came up with this like R&B groove. I do not know. I was just uh, hearing one day, like while I listened, listening to all other people's music and I start grooving, you know, and hearing this arrangement in my head. And I have played a couple of many times in my gig and I got great reviews, people, how much they enjoyed it and said, I should have this music in my album. The Nature Boy was my kind of repertoires that I played. So it was included this album. Summertime was one of the albums that I had my father listening to. It was Kenny G music and it was nice and relaxed, you know, saxophone music while he was fighting with his cancel. And I was I wanted to include that summertime because that I spent while I'm away from home, but I came and spent some time with him during summertime. I let him listen to this album and I think he enjoyed it a lot. So I chose summertime as well. my own original called Daughter's Dance and I wrote my own original composition. Something very simple, pentatonic melody and bass groove representing kind of like masculinity of man's kind of voice representing my father and also my my strong kind of will representing who I am. It's daughter but someone who is taking care of family and really taking the lead, some part of my kind of personality I wanted to present it.
Michel, of course, is very famous piece. But more than anything else, I present、uh, "What a Wonderful World" as a kind of featured track, and because of the the lyrics, of course, we all love the lyrics of "What a Wonderful World," and having experience that、uh, taking care of the family. And going through all this moment, you know, that music really helped me go through as well. And thinking about the background of the lyrics, and just beautifully represent how we have to just keep living our lives, and also that how music really helps us to kind of continue the love of our lives. And yeah, just I think the lyrics just really touched me, so I wanted to include that, even if the arrangement is really bluesy. And very different from the original, so I thought it was pretty interesting arrangement to be included. To jazz standards and original music, Hayrim treats us to two Korean songs. One is "Spring and Hometown," a famous Korean folk song, and "A Hundred Years of Promise," a Korean pop song. "Springtime, Spring in Hometown" was written by Nam Pa Hong, who is a very famous composer. That music is basically everyone knows, and one's yearning to go home and returning home. And with being with their family and their people, I believe that was written when Korea was colonized by Japan, and they were yearning to go back with their family and having their country back to their own. He wrote this beautiful, wonderful melody, and I made it very light and very listenable composition.、Uh, the arrangement of the music. The last piece was called "The Hundred Years of Promise." There was pop music. Uh, while you know my father was battling with the cancer, he sang this melody t- to my mom every single day, like five times a day, hundred times a day. So that was a very touching lyrics, and I played on purposely like a lower range, thinking about my father's voice and his range. So I played that melody on the bass、uh, lower range, and I wanted to be specially included that. A particular song because of my father. Father, did he get a chance to hear these songs before his?、Uh, unfortunately, no. Recording. Actually, thankfully, I got a faculty grant from Berkeley College of Music, and the recording was planned to be on September 2016. And then 
Actually, he passed away July. So unfortunately, oh, okay. he didn't have the chance to listen to it. So it took for a long time for me to, after recording and to release it. And with your expectation, like, would I be able to kind of produce something that I can represent or tribute to my dad? You know, your expectation gets really high. So you postpone so long and then pandemic hit. <laughs> so it didn't help either. So another two and a half years, kind of when should I release? When should I release? And finally, this September, I felt this is the best time I can ever release this beautiful music and share with the community, share with people who have gone through the same thing as I did and sharing experience and also get through this difficulty of our lives at this time. So I decided to release this year. about your Berkeley School of Music experience? Well, I came as a student first. So it was in 1997. I came as an international student and I graduated from Berkeley 2001. And I have taught many special programs since then, including city music and any other five-week programs, special programs. Then I got hired as a piano faculty in 2010. So I've been teaching since then, and it's been rewarding. It's been wonderful to be with uh, students from all over the world, people like me who came to Berkeley to study and embark their new career and studying contemporary music from maybe have classical background or any other background, meeting them and guide them. Actually, I just had my... Uh, solo piano improvisations of Kiss Jerry, which I created and being offered since 2016. They just had the piano concert. So was the students did a wonderful, wonderful performance and just made me almost cry. It's a very moment. Makes me to feel that my life has been very rewarding and full. On Groovitude, Hey Rim tapped acclaimed musicians such as Yoron Israel on drums, and John Lockwood and Greg Holt on bass. Additionally, her friend and mentor, multi-Grammy award-winning drummer Terry Lynn Carrington, also shows up. And this isn't the first time Terry Lynn has joined Hayrim on one of her projects. Actually, she played on my 2008, I released my album called Mona Lisa puzzle and she played the drums and she also co-produced the album together. So my relationship with her was way back then and I took her and Dave Liebman, I took them to Korea when we are, and we played at the jazz festival the Jarasam Jazz Festival so I had a lot of engagement with her releasing album and also the performance engagement 
And she had helped me a lot, you know, just doing these projects together. And she also played this particular album, Groovitude. And what I really loved about her playing is like Mona Lisa Puzzle 2008 is all of my original music, more like going towards art and musician kind of music, I would say. A lot of more intelligent. Well, actually, Bill Kosky from Jazz Time said it's intense and intelligent music. <laughs> so that was the review of this album. And Terrellene can do this music as well. And when I want to release something like Groovitude, it was totally different. Something more like a pop R&B feel with a little bit of jazz flavor. And she can do those too without any problem. So I love her playing being so diverse and musical as she is. And she can be so personal and so human being and talk to a lot of things. And, and a lot of things that I do with her, I really appreciate. So I can never think of anyone better than playing, having Terrellin on my CD. What drew you to jazz? It's very interesting. I think it's music is a language. So it doesn't really matter where you're from. But if your language speak to you, <laughs> you, you can kind of relate to, you can be touched by. So to me, any kind of music that I listen to, I think I can start relate to it. I started playing classical music when I was three, four years old. And I heard Oscar Peterson when I was teenage old. And someone told me that he was not playing from the notation. He was improvising. And me having pretty much good ear and, you know, playing everything by ear since I was 10 years old. When somebody said jazz is like you're playing by ear and you're making things up right on the spot. It just excited me. And I just wanted to like find out what they are. And that led me to come to Berkeley. <laughs> and since then... I'm not limiting myself to only one genre. And particularly if you teach at Berkeley, there are so many students coming from different backgrounds, musical background and musical interest. So you have to be really open to many genres and be able to teach them and guide them. So me, I'm still teaching classical music. I'm teaching jazz, some pop and any style that students are interested in. If I'm capable, I like to teach those. While at Berkeley, Hayrim studied many jazz pianists, including Bill Evans, as a lot of students do. Of course, Red Garland, Winton Kelly. I mean, you name everybody that I would love to be included, particularly Keith Jarrett. Keith Jarrett was my musical hero. He still is. And the one of the reasons that I felt that he's really influenced on my, my life and my music is because uh, especially after learning so many different genres and bombarded with musical ideas, one time when I went to New England Conservatory, I talked to my mentor, my teacher, and said, now when I sit down on the piano, I don't know what to play. I was so limited and I'm not good enough. 
And I had that moment of like, I don't know what to do when I was sitting on the piano. And I told him, I want to be free. I just want to be able to play piano, like without any hesitation, without thinking anything. And he said, well, I think you should listen to Keith Jarrett. You should listen to Keith Jarrett's Sunbell concert. And I went home and I bought this album and that was recorded live. And the Sunbell concert has like five CDs. So I went to the record store and I was trying to find the Sunbell concert, Keith Jarrett. And they said they... In the record, they have it, but when I tried to buy it, I couldn't find it. I was just going around the whole record store. <laughs> I couldn't find it. So what happened? And later, I found that it wasn't just a one CD. It was a compilation of five different CDs, and it cost me $100. Okay. <laughs> so as a, student, <laughs> as a student, it's like, oh my goodness, it's like my whole week <laughs> of my allowance. You know, I may not be able to eat lunch. I don't know what to do. You know, and I say... I'm buying this. I'm buying this. It must might change my life. And I did buy. And that was my best decision I ever made in my life. And that changed my life in terms of music. And I have created this solo piano improvisations of Kiss Jerry course at Berkeley. And now I'm offering. And it's one of the popular, most popular classes ensemble my students take. And they present this music every year you know, every end of semester. So I feel Kiss Jerry really influenced me a lot. Now, as far as women in jazz, many people identify women jazz singers, but not Mm -hmm. so much women musicians. How do you Mm -hmm. feel that women jazz musicians are coming up and how they are making their mark in jazz? It's interesting you said that because you're right. You're definitely correct. You know, when you talk about woman and most people just imagine someone who is a singer unless you have a piano on the background then <laughs> they will automatically think that you're a singer interestingly though international background like myself who most likely asian background because we grew up basically playing piano or violin or any other instrument since they were young that kind of prejudice doesn't really exist so I think in here, in being in this country, I've seen a lot of those prejudices about women being, uh, especially particularly in music field, in me doing not instrumentalist, but more like a singer. I have sometimes been asked as well, but that's why maybe then when I'm promoting myself, I always have a piano on the background. <laughs> maybe I, I feel pressured may have to do that so that I don't be asked. But it's interestingly enough, that I think Terry, particularly because I'm working with her, she has the Jazz and Gender Justice Institution that she created at Berkeley. And all, you know, Linda O, Chris Davis, she's representing all the faculty, women faculty most likely. And I think particularly people like her who has been in the music industry for a long time probably have a lot more experience with those prejudices. And I think Joanne Brackeen is also another NEA jazz master and legendary pianist who is teaches in the piano department and also talk about those prejudices about how she had to make self up to the expectation and as a woman and they support a woman greatly. Her and the Stephanie Tierna, who used to be a chair, Cherry Merida, they always spoke woman's power, woman's opportunity. So we do have a lot of people 
have in their mind that women need more support, particularly who are not singers. Thanks, Hey Rim John, for our great conversation about your new album, Groovitude, its meaning, the songs you chose, the additional musicians you snagged for it, and of course, why you dedicated it to your father. For more on Hey Rim, go to her website at heyrimjohn.com. That's H-E-Y-R-I-M-J-E-O-N. And don't forget to buy the album wherever albums are sold. For more information on this episode, please go to undergroundmagnolia.com. That's undergroundmagnolia.com. Just click on this show and all info, including links, will be there. While on my website, you will also see all of my podcast episodes which can be heard wherever you listen to podcasts. So please listen, rate, review, and share. Email me with anything at contact at undergroundmagnolia.com. That's contact at undergroundmagnolia.com. Follow me on Twitter at UMPodcastDV. That's UMPodcastDV. My Instagram is at Underground Magnolia Podcast. Again, my Instagram is at Underground Magnolia Podcast. Till next time, this is Desiree Balto, the only Desiree Balto on the planet. For Underground Magnolia Podcast, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>